It was her unusual way of expressing herself while in the throes of passion. Snorting. But she wasn't sure. In any case, it didn't matter. The next morning, while Lish slept, sated and pregnant, with not one but two of the busker's babies, he made himself, along with Lish's cotton purse, disappear for good. Lish said he'd left a note that said, "'Catch you on the flip side.' Can you believe it? Lish said his juggling was much better than his writing. For a while, Lish wondered if her snorting had made him leave. But really, she knew that it hadn't been her. It had been the road, and there was nothing she or anyone else could do about it. Some people were just like that. All the road had to do was look up at them, and they were gone. Poof. And so it was with the father of her twins. She wished she'd found out what his name was, but hey, Lish was the kind of person who enjoyed telling this tale to people. It was romantic, reckless, and if the twins asked about their dad, she could build him up for them, make him a hero, a rogue, a poet, a jester. Once, I pointed out to Lish that the twins might like more details, some fleshing out of the story, maybe an address or a present on their birthday a postcard. Lish said, maybe, maybe not. I know that Lish still kept a big silver spoon room service had brought up to the hotel room the night she and the busker got together, and the twins, when they were old enough, took turns using it to scoop the natural chunky peanut butter Lish bought at a health food co-op. They'd say, it's my turn to use dad's spoon and Lish would smile and hand it over. Who knew what she was thinking? The older girls had a dad they saw fairly regularly, and for a while were willing to let the twins use him as theirs too. But the twins didn't want him. They were happy enough with their own. I should tell you right now how I got to where I am. Single mother, on the dole, public housing, all that. It wasn't a goal of mine, certainly. As a child, I never once dreamed, I will be a poor mother. I'd fully intended to be a forest ranger. Now I realize there just isn't enough human contact in that field for me. But then, look where human contact got me. They said I hadn't grieved properly over my mother's death. That was the reason I became promiscuous, they said. They said I snuck out of my bedroom window every night because I needed to forget. I needed to forget, they said, because I couldn't bear the sadness of remembering. That's what they meant by grieving properly, remembering. Remembering everything and reacting to it and releasing it. There was more to it, but I can't remember what it was. Ha ha. So I'm not proud of it or anything, but it happened. And it's how I got to where I am. Half a life housing, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. City with the most hours of sunshine per year. That's another thing they say. Somewhere along the line, I became pregnant. With Dill, my son, who is now nine months old. His full name is Dillinger. 
I don't know who his father is. Like Lish says, if you eat a whole can of beans, how do you know which one made you fart? I don't think it's the caretaker at my dad's church, because Dill's hands are very big. Those huge hands were the first thing I noticed about Dill. The caretaker, on the other hand, had very small hands. I remember, because after we'd had sex leaning up against the pulpit, he wandered over to the organ and started playing Midnight Special. I lay on top of the organ, naked as a cherub, and I remember peering down at the caretaker's hands as he played. They were small and cupped and soft like a baby's. So I'm quite sure he's not Dill's father. And to tell you the truth, there were eight or nine other guys I was with at the time Dill was conceived, and most of them have faded from my memory. If I ever did know their names, I've just about forgotten.